Do you really need to micromanage your iPhone charging? Like, never let it go below 40% or above 80%. And spoiler alert, in a word, no. In two words, hell no. No. No, you don't. Nobody does. Nobody has time for that. And I'm gonna explain to you why. And I mean exactly, precisely why. Is allowing the battery level to drop down to 10% or less considered a bad practice? No. You discharge you. But don't these deep discharges exhaust a lithium battery cells faster? That's literally not how lithium ion batteries work. But if your iPhone shows you 95% battery health, doesn't that mean 5% of the battery cells have worn out from being charged and discharged over the last year? Because there aren't that many cells in a phone. I mean, like only one cell in most phones, two in a very few, sometimes because the other components make an L shape more practical, sometimes because it's a foldable and they're physically separated, sometimes because the phone maker wants to offer faster charging speeds by using two cells in parallel. Over time, secondary reactions occur that reduce the capacity. There's buildup, there's gas, there's, suffice it to say, Chemistry, but don't deep discharges negatively affect the battery? Isn't that when low power mode comes on at 20% and automatically begins throttling performance and background tasks to prevent the battery from draining even further? No! It tries to prevent the battery from draining, not to protect the battery, but to protect our ability to keep using that battery for as long as possible, to give us the absolute most we can get from that 20% until it's convenient to get to a charger, be that at 19% or 2% or whatever. So you really truly don't have to worry about getting your iPhone back on its charger by the time it reaches 30 or 40%. No! But if you personally feel anxiety over having a low battery, or you know you need to go somewhere later and you'll be using your phone for a lot of photos or videos or gaming or whatever, and you'll need a decent charge to do all those things, then by all means, be preemptive about it, charge away. Okay, but what about optimized battery charging for the iPhone where it'll wait to charge past 80% until it knows you're ready to use it based on your charging routine? But also the whole entire point of this video, the iPhone will manage all of this for us and just way, way better and beyond what any of us could ever hope to micromanage on our own. I mean, back in ye olden days of yore, battery management sucked and you'd need to reset the system and do all sorts of battery jujitsu just to eke out every Energon cube of power that you could. But Apple's been using machine learning and artificial intelligence and advanced power management for years now to do everything from unloading to preloading apps into memory, to charging and discharging to prevent your iPhone from sitting at peak capacity to more recently offering this optimized battery charging feature where it'll just idle 80% until it thinks you'll wanna start using it soon. And then, and only then will it push to 100% because being at over 80% isn't bad in and of itself. It's staying at over 80% for extended periods of time that's bad. That and one other major key thing I'll get to in a literally hot minute. Just leave optimized battery charging on and you're golden. So it really, really isn't best to keep your iPhone battery level between 40 and 80%. No, 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 hell no. Seriously, listen to me. Charge your iPhone when you want or need to and take it off the charger when you want or need to and just let the charging take care of itself. Well, what about fast chargers or wireless chargers? Don't they degrade batteries faster? Oh.
What really prematurely ages out lithium ion batteries fast is heat. Lithium ion batteries will die faster in extreme cold, basically because it slows down the chemistry and the power delivery just can't keep up with demand. But when you return to normal operating temperatures, your iPhone will return to normal operations just fine. It's really extreme heat that will just break down the chemistry and there's no returning from that. And traditionally, fast chargers and wireless chargers just create way more heat. And I say traditionally because companies claim they're getting better and better at mitigating that heat all the time. But Apple has also prioritized battery health over raw charging speeds for a long time as part of those mitigations. Ironically, because we are so very human, we've been telling companies, including Apple, that we just want faster charging and we want more convenient wireless charging, even while we're worrying about micromanaging charging from 40% to 80%, we're doing it, demonstrating it using wireless charging, Fuck me. And that's just because what is most damaging to iPhone batteries these days, all days, is us, we, people, especially when we leave them out in the sun on hot days, or put them in front of vents in the car or on radiators in our house on cold days. And they'll gate by cutting brightness and flashing warnings and even shutting down if they get way too hot, but they'll be prematurely aging the whole entire time that process is happening anyway. And like fast charging and wireless charging, we seem to spend exactly 0% of our time thinking about that. So yes, instead of wasting precious minutes of your life, micromanaging your charging, stressing that you start your day with only 80% battery and then panicking to plug it back in before you drop below 40% or Lords of Cobalt protect us 20%. Just don't leave your iPhone out in the heat or on hot things and you'll do way, way less damage in the long run and have way, way less stress in the meantime. And please feel free to share this video with absolutely all of your friends, family, and colleagues, or any of my other explainers like this one on force killing apps. I'll leave links in the description right below the like button. And to make all of these AI and ML systems even better for all of us, from algorithms to neural networks, or to learn all about how all of this works so you can one day work on all of it, start with today's sponsor, Brilliant. Brilliant.org slash Rene Ritchie, or click the link below for their awesome, awesome website and app that are built off the principle of active problem solving, like what I did in this video. Not just reading or following on, but actually learning by doing through math, science, and computer science, logic and deduction, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, even cryptocurrency, and more. And Brilliant has recently taken their interactivity to a whole new level, including their algorithms fundamentals course, which teaches through rearrangeable blocks of code, no coding experience required, so if you want to go from using iOS to maybe working on it one day, you can get your start today with Brilliant. Just go to brilliant.org slash Ritchie or click the link in the description, pick a course and get started now. Clicking on that link really helps out this channel, as does hitting the playlist above for even more better deep dives on how Apple and all of our devices really work. Just hit it up and I'll see you in the next video.